I'm Dick Summer, and it's time to say goodnight. This is a quiet place to rest your head, a safe place to hide a hurting heart, a gentle place to fall. We just call this place goodnight. I am sitting here in my big, comfortable black leather papa chair in my living room, doing what I think Louie Louie generation guys like me have been doing ever since Adam and Eve and Desiree. Most people don't know about Desiree, but I figure she had to be there. Because, listen, otherwise, as Big Louie, his own bad self, the chief mustard cutter of the Louie Louie generation always reminds us, Adam and Eve had two sons, Cain and Abel. Period. So, unless we're talking about a pretty kinky Old Testament family life, there had to be another woman involved strutting around, showing off her fig leaf for the benefit of the two boys. And since nobody really knows her name, Louie and I both kind of like the name Desiree, so that's what we call her, Adam and Eve and Desiree. So, in the beginning, Adam had things pretty good. Which was why he figured he was in paradise, of course. So Eve and Desiree had to do something to get even. And I think that's where we got the word even, by the way. It's from the scheme that Eve cooked up to cut down old Adam's social advantage. You know, she wanted to even the score. And boy, did she ever. I I think the two ladies understood that there was no way to avoid the competition for Adam's viagral contribution to the continuation of the human race, as well as his ability to squash spiders and dispose of the trash. And so they they decided that although they would be in direct competition with each other, it would make them feel better, at least, to help each other as much as possible to wipe the smile off of his recently evolved face by communicating with each other in their own secret code language that no testosterone-soaked human would ever understand. However, although I am certain that that feminine code will never be completely broken by us testosterone-soaked wretches, Louis Louis generation gentlemen such as myself, been around a little while, we've come to understand at least some non-specific general translations. For example, when, when my lady wonder wench says no, she means no. Yes, on the other hand, can also mean no, but most often it means maybe. And when she says, it's not you, it's me, it's not her, it's me. I remember she once said, I need some space. And what she meant was she needed some space without me in it. But tonight, she hit me with the ultimate female firestorm. She was absolutely quiet all during the evening news. Very unusual. She didn't even comment on the probable lack of a marriage certificate of the parents of some of the political hacks who were on the show avoiding answers to questions like a bunch of second graders who hadn't done their homework. So I I couldn't help but notice what was going on. And when, when Brian got finished, he said, I hope to see you tomorrow night. Good night. I asked her again. I said, what's wrong? And she looked at me and she said it.
that one awful word that no guy ever wants to hear when he asks his woman what's wrong. It's it's the word that makes a guy want to pull his head all the way down his neck, all the way deep into his chest to hide. She just gave me that lady wonder when she looked and she said it quietly, which made it even more awful. That's right, guys. You know what she said when I asked her what's wrong? She said, nothing. Now, when Lady Wonder Wench says, I'm sorry, she means you're going to be sorry. And that's bad enough. When she says, how much do you love me? I know that means that she did something that I'm not going to like. I remember once when she said, this kitchen floor is hard to clean. And I realized that she meant she wanted a new house. I had a woman once say to me, can't we be just friends? And I knew she meant there was no way that she was ever going to let any part of my body touch any part of her body again. All those things are clear, see? I could understand those things and and deal with them in my own Louie Louie gentlemanly way. But you guys know when you ask a woman what's wrong and she says nothing, something is really wrong. Dicks to tails, a bunch of totally unimportant stuff for you to stuff in one ear so you can squeeze the important stuff that's keeping you awake at night out the other ear and you can nod off comfortably to sleep. In ancient China, a man could divorce his wife if she talked too much. Now, I was going to make a comment about that, but when I told my friend Big Louie, his own bad self, what I was going to say, he kind of took me aside and left me there. So I took the hint. And I realize now that's what friends are for. I think this next item uh, is definite proof that some guys have jobs that are more fun than other guys. There are some guys who are sleep researchers. That's what they do for a living. And uh, it says here that sleep researchers claim it takes the average American about seven minutes to get to sleep at night. Now, I suspect that for various reasons, it probably takes most beautiful, sexy women considerably longer than that. More recent studies indicate that there are more women who love two men than men who love two women. And I gotta tell you, um, where Lady Wonder Wench is involved, I have a problem with that. Dicks to tails. They take your mind off your mind. Hey, a little housekeeping here, if you don't mind. If you like these podcasts or my spoken word story CDs at DickSummer.com or my book, Staying Happy, Healthy, and Hot, would you tell a couple of friends, please? Because they might like them, too, and you'd be doing me a favor. So thank you very much. That word, nothing, is a weird word, and it can cause some problems. You, think about it. You see a car commercial and it says, nothing beats our car. You know, or what does that mean? That walking beats driving in your car? Nothing beats the great taste of so-and-so's beer. So it's better to go thirsty. Interesting word, nothing. I said, what's wrong? And she said, nothing. It wasn't the first time a, a nothing bomb got dropped into our lives. There's a story about that in the Bedtime Stories personal audio CD. And it's called, Nothing Happened. Nothing happened, right in the middle of loving you. Just a small nothing, small change, 
A quick time out. A flash of pumpkin where we left Cinderella's carriage. For just an instant, there was a speck of dust left floating in the air where you were. Nothing much. Nothing like calling you by somebody else's name or forgetting the second line of a poem that you're supposed to recite in the third grade. It was just a clue, not the end of the mystery. I used to be afraid of a lot of nothings, even little ones like that. One of the toughest things that you're taught while you're growing up was always be tough. Act as if nothing hurts. Remember when you were a little kid and you got so happy that you'd spin around or you got dizzy? And you were convinced that God was so pleased with you that when you fell down and laughed, he would spin the world the other way a few turns for you. Just for you. So he could hear you laugh again. But nobody else noticed. Nobody else cared. Actually, nobody else believed in God enough to think that he would really turn the world the other way just for you. That nobody else became the guy who made the rules. Don't be guilty of enjoying yourself too much. The winner is the guy who dies with the biggest collection of toys. Love is perfect, or it isn't love. All those rules. That could have been the same nobody else who noticed the first time I touched you. But I think it was the other way around. The first time I touched you was the first time I started noticing nobody else. It was nothing much the first time I touched you. It was a long time, a divorce, and some now grown-up children ago, in an all-night diner, with red formica tabletops, old soda fountain handles behind the counter, and a fresh vat of very black coffee. The sleet outside was scratching at the window, mirroring the buzzing red neon sign. It was time for middle-of-the-night jokes, tired giggles, and a last cup of coffee together, before driving separate roads to places called home. Nothing new for us. Did I catch you watching me, or did you catch me first? I don't remember. It was just an instant. It was a long time ago. But I do remember clearly that suddenly nobody else was everywhere. It was an instant full of elbows and feet, like when you meet someone walking down the street and you both step the same way to get past and you keep bumping into each other. My hand tried to touch you, but my arm wouldn't move. Yours did. You touched my fingertips without letting go of my eyes. And then without a word, with a look on your face as if you'd just been shot, the back of your hand lifted slowly to your lips. And for an instant, we couldn't even breathe. I was very used to nothing in my life. You get so used to sleet scratching at a window that you don't even hear it. But suddenly your eyes changed from June blue skies to midsummer thunderstorms, and without a warning, lightning was blazing in the ice. Time froze, and bridges burned behind us. We were two wrong people. Two people with nothing in common. Two people with everything to lose. Two grown-up kids who still believe that sometimes God does turn the world the other way just to hear a human laugh, living our lives as if we have nothing to lose. That was a very long time ago, 
I remember she was wearing a plaid skirt with pleats all around and a, and a silky gray sweater with blue horizontal stripes and a, and a pair of beaten-up old sneakers. And, and she took a quick breath, and she tilted her head to one side, and, and her eyes turned up to stun. It seemed like the whole room turned blue around them. That's a story called Nothing Happened. It's from the Bedtime Stories Personal Audio CD. If you like it, you can just keep this podcast, or if you want a fresh copy, just go back to www.dicksummer.com and download it from the Bedtime Stories icon on the opening page. Eve and Desiree did a lot better than just evening out the score with guys. Think about it. A woman almost never has to mow the lawn or shovel the snow or fix a car, stuff like that. They look good in shorts. My Lady Wonder Wench looks very good in shorts. If a guy is all sweaty, it's he's just kind of stinky. You know, if a woman is all sweaty, hey, that's sexy. Same thing's true if a guy isn't wearing underwear. Boy, is he disgusting, you know? If a woman isn't wearing underwear, she is wild and sexy. Lady Wonder Wench did that in an amusement park one evening, and I didn't know about it till, till we got home to her place. Maybe I'll tell you about that sometime. No, probably not. So, something's wrong. I'll deal with it. You know, like a Louis Louis gentleman has to deal with things like that. Time to tuck you in now. I'm Dick Summer, and I hope you'll come back soon for a gentle place to fall. Quiet place to rest your head. Safe place to hide a hurting heart. Nice and easy now. Couple of deep breaths. Come on. There you go. Just one more. That's better. All the way to sleep. All the way to sleep. Good night.